0: Just Thinking, with hosts Daryl Harrison and Virgil Walker, bringing you week-to-week cultural apologetics, as well as social issues from a biblical worldview. This is Just Thinking. Let's think. Hey, we're back. Another edition of the Just Thinking podcast. man. I'm excited to be here. My name is Virgil Walker.
1: And hey, my name is Daryl Harrison. What's up, listeners? What's up, v
0: What's up, man? I think I'm, I'm. I think I'm gonna have it together tonight, man. Before the night is through, we're gonna have a proper recording to get out to you know to all the listeners out there, man. All right. Well, well you know, man, if we can't do it right, we won't do it at all. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: All, man. I mean, we've already ditched one episode. But that was my bad
0: right right, we well,
1: one episode, man, because we're not gonna put a
0: subpar product out to our listeners, man, so absolutely, and I'm trying to make sure that I'm not the reason for a second one, okay, so that's the play. <laughs> 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 you know i'm 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 up one, so I'm good on that, you know what I'm saying, I'm gonna make sure you know I keep it rolling, man, on my end for sure, yeah, man, what well, you been you ever, doing man
1: listen, man, if you ever do mess up, you're gonna have to fess up like I did. Absolutely. That's the bottom line. I came correct the following episode and confessed. uh, I repented, asked for forgiveness and all that good stuff, man. (laughs) (laughs) Blowing a whole hour thinking I had the mic. My mic was on and my mic was off the entire hour. And I'm thinking it was on. Oh, man, come on.
0: But man, you can't you can't you came with the thunder, man. You didn't you didn't you didn't come up short with the content, so we were good to go. We had to double up on them, so well, it was I appreciate all, that, man. I absolutely, that, man. That's every time, absolutely. It's all good. Well, man, what's what's going on in your world, man? How you how you doing? How's this? How's the week go, going for you, man? What's going hey, on?
1: The, the week's going pretty good, man. I actually uh, I posted a new blog article the other day, that, fact, just over that. the weekend. Yep. And uh for folks who haven't been out to the blog lately, let me just sort of backtrack one second. Uh again, for for those of you who may be listening to this podcast for the first time, as as Virgil uh mentioned, this is the Just Thinking Podcast. And this podcast is an extension of my blog, which you can find at justthinking.me. That's just thinking, that's one word dot M E. Uh and the mission of the blog and the mission uh, uh as well of this podcast. Is that we get together uh, through the blog, and then Virgil and I get together on the podcast to apply biblical truth to social, cultural, political, and theological issues in our world. So that's our Absolutely. mission here Absolutely. on the podcast, as well as the blog. So, uh, so Virgil, yeah, to answer your question, man, I posted a new blog the other day,
0: titled it, "Big Bang Racism." I saw that, man. I saw that. I was kind of wondering, I'm like, where's my brother going to go with this one? How mm-hmm. where? I mean, you he, he went with, you went with creation. I'm thinking, is is this like a new, co- a new twist on the cosmological argument? I like, where's, is, where is this brother going to go with this one, man? And so I was really, really excited to see a, what you'd written kind of where you'd go with it. Um, and, and again, as, as, as per usual, man. Uh, you didn't definitely didn't disappoint man gave everybody li- like the like the you know the title of the blog the title of the podcast man you gave them something just to be thinking about man so just really really great content man and and uh, I really enjoyed it I know we're going to talk about that tonight I know we got a couple of other things that we got teed up man but but I'm I'm just trying to find out about my man Daryl man did, did you make it through the weekend what did, I did, did, you, man. Did, you guys, did you guys go check out any of the uh, any any um pageants or any kind of shows on the you know this past week for for Christmas? What does that look like, bro? Nah, man, you know I kind of just
1: chilled out over the weekend. And for us, man, you know we had uh, my Atlanta Falcons, man. We were on uh, Thursday night football.
0: Oh, that's right. And
1: so my weekend got started last Thursday night. Right, right. Uh, <laughs> you know, so so trying to pull my Falcons through, man. And on a last-second interception, man, we were able to beat our man. Hated. I mean, hated rival. Wow, the New Orleans Saints. Now, yeah, yeah, yeah. They call them the Saints in New Orleans, but in Atlanta, we call them the Aints. <laughs>
0: That's good to know. See, I don't, I don't follow, I don't follow the pro football game as as closely as I do on the college tip, but I, but I did happen to catch man highlights of that game and how closely fought it was and and the interception in the end zone. And, I mean, you it was just an incredible, incredible game, man. Definitely yeah, to out watch. to watch.
1: Shout out to Deion Jones, man, second-year linebacker out of uh, LSU, for making that play and intercepting Drew Brees with uh, a little less than two minutes uh, on the clock, and we were able mm-hmm. to run the clock out. Thanks to Sean Payton, the uh, Saints head coach, for that personal uh, that uh, unsportsmanlike conduct penalty that kind of mm-hmm. gave us a free first down, and we were able to run out the clock. Appreciate that, Sean Payton of the <laughs> – <laughs> Bro. But uh, man, with the,
0: with the shout outs, man, you're gonna have to hook them up, man. Put you know, get get a little, get a little, uh, hook them up with the uh, with the podcast, man. You might have to shoot, well, shout them out on Twitter or something, man. Here's the
1: thing, man. I can't talk too much smack because we play the Saints again in a couple of weeks in New Orleans, man. So it's oh funny. wow, and,
2: yeah, you
1: know, so I'm not gonna talk too much smack, but I will say this, man. Switching gears for a second, I've been blessed with the opportunity, and I want to give speaking of shout-outs, I do want to give a shout out to. Uh, Refuge Pregnancy Center here mm. in uh, Conyers, which is uh, east of uh, Atlanta, uh, mm-hmm. and close to where I live. Uh, I've been blessed, man, with the opportunity to be have been uh, selected to serve on the Board of Directors for Prefuge, oh, wow. Refuge Pregnancy
0: Center. Wow! Here. That's big! That's big! Uh,
1: yeah, so uh, it's huge, man. So we've actually got our first board, well, my first board meeting as a board member mm. this week. Uh, so uh, just thankful, very humble that they would have wow. me. Uh, to partner with them on and that's you know, exciting, bro. That's exciting. This, this, this is literally a life or death mission in uh mm-hmm. trying to save the lives of uh of these unborn uh children and to wow. let the uh the young mothers know who are probably distraught, distressed and a lot in their situations that mm-hmm. that uh, this pregnancy is no accident. You may not have mm-hmm. planned for it. Mm-hmm. Uh but that doesn't mean it's an accident. Absolutely. Uh, You know, uh, God is sovereign over every single thing that happens in his universe. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I'm just privileged, man, to be able to serve on the uh, board of Refuge Pregnancy Center. I want to give a shout out to Andrew Smith uh, and all the uh, all the volunteers, all the staff there at Refuge and looking forward to working with you all. So,
0: bro, that's exciting, man. That's absolutely absolutely exciting, bro.
1: So that's what's been going on in my world, man. What's happening out west?
0: Not much, man. I mean, we're Midwest, but you know, it's a west to you guys, but it's west uh, to us, man. West <laughs> to me here on the East Coast, so it's not. I mean, it's the same old, same old man. I've got you know, at my church, we've got you know, our, our Christmas pageant stuff going on, and so uh, at our church, man, we have a huge kind of pageant, and the whole nine yards they've got all kinds of you know, things going on with the show and, and you know, different aspects of, of um. Uh, of the Christmas story being told, the gospel being presented, man, we have uh, through the course of a of you know the the two week uh, kind of weekends. It's a Thursday, Friday, uh, Saturday shows. Man, we end up experiencing somewhere in the neighborhood of about twenty people that eventually uh, that that eventually come to uh, our church. As a result, man, it's an exciting, exciting experience, man, for the folks that are part of that.
1: Wow man that, that is amazing man and, and uh you know uh I think for me man I'll speak for myself maybe you feel the same way in in, in some ways verge christmas man when christmas time rolls around man I'm still like a kid I really am still like a kid man I mean mm-hmm. the the parking doesn't bother me the bad attitudes the impatience the uh shortness that that people are with you during this period of time because mm-hmm. of the focus on the materialistic aspect of this time of year doesn't bother me. None of that bothers me, man. I'm just in such a celebratory mood that the God who created the entire universe saw to send his son into this sinful world, Mm. whether that was on December 25th or not is irrelevant as far as I'm concerned. Right. Right. So Christmas is not about getting the date right.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: How many times do we see in scriptures, right? The phrase at the appointed time at Absolutely, the appointed time. at the appointed time, the only date you and I need to be concerned about and that this entire world needs to be concerned about is that Christ came at the appointed time.
0: Amen. I don't
1: Amen. care whether it was December 25th, that's mm-hmm. irrelevant. Mm-hmm. So that's my frame of mind right now, man, is that God, you looked down and saw that I would need a savior. Absolutely, and you sent that savior, and Absolutely. you sent that savior. So, as far as I'm concerned, man, hey, throw a shopping cart into the side of my car. I really don't right. care, right? Because uh, you know, <laughs> it, 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 against well, I the just, background, I just of eternity, bought mine, man,
0: so I just bought mine, man. So I don't want nobody really just you know throwing a shopping cart into that mix or anything like that. But uh I, I feel you sent <laughs> to me. Be- <laughs> I feel your sentiment, man. No, listen, <laughs> I was this, this uh, weekend. I usually once, once, uh, one Sunday a month, I spent time, uh, at, and, in, in doing kind of some jail ministry, man. And we were, uh, one of the things that I've taken them through, I've taken a group that I, I that I engage with. Uh, in a Bible study, taking them through finding Christ, I think I've shared this with you. We're looking at how how do we identify Christ through the Old Testament, and so right. with the with the whole point and process of by by the week of you know Christmas that will end will end up through that process and into uh, the manger. And so yeah. uh, I went this weekend uh, when I was doing jail ministry, man, I kind of shared that whole uh, process with them, and and uh, man, they were just kind of jaw dropped at at how so much of the Old Testament stories really point to Christ and uh, you know got a chance to share uh, the gospel in that setting man and just just let them know that, that even even as Christ came uh, and died, lived the perfect life, died a death he didn't deserve. He had you in mind. In fact, the fact that, that they were I told them the fact that they were in jail, Uh, at the time was God's grace and mercy on their life so that they could hear the gospel uh, and have an opportunity to, to experience eternal life through faith and repentance. And, uh, man, we had a great time, bro. It was a great time.
1: Isn't it it ironic though, man, you know, you talk about doing your uh, jail ministry, the gospel is a message for an entire world that's in jail.
0: Absolutely, man. Absolutely.
1: We're all in bondage to sin, mm-hmm. uh, to, to one extent or another. And just like those men and women who are serving time in prison right now, there are uh, there is an extent uh, to which each one of us has been sentenced uh, to uh, to a bondage to sin apart from the gospel, which we a sentence that we would have to serve. Absolutely. Apart from the gospel, apart from the grace and mercy of Christ, we would have to serve every day of that sentence. But the thing about it is, from a spiritual sense, is that apart from Christ, your sentence is eternal. Mm. Amen. With, with with no chance of parole. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. so so in that sense, man, we're we're all uh in jail. Absolutely. Uh, that, Absolutely. That's Ephesians two one, right? You you were dead in your trespasses yes, yes. and yep. sins.
0: Yep. Absolutely. Uh, yep. And,
1: Apart from the gospel, man, we're we're all in prison to mm-hmm. sin. Mm-hmm. So, so Absolutely. bless your work there, man. Bless your work
0: there, oh, brother. Bless that's, those that. men. Absolutely, bless, bless the men. man. Absolutely. And
1: listen, man. Next time you're with them, just tell them they got a brother in Atlanta, who they'll probably never meet. Yeah, uh,
0: praying for them. Absolutely. We'll do. Absolutely. We'll do. We'll do. Well, man, I wanted to, I wanted to jumpstart things off, man. And in, in a couple ways, I'm gonna I'm going to kick back into the wingman seat, man, and, and let you tee up, uh, this article that you wrote, the blog that you wrote, kind of the thought process behind it, man. And, and, uh, and get us up to speed, let folks know where they can see this ad and, and the whole nine yards and kind of, kind of give us the background, man, of your thought process behind it.
1: Yeah, we'll do V-Dub. So, uh, as I mentioned earlier, my latest blog article is entitled "Big Bang Racism," uh, and again, you can find it out on my blog at justthinking.me. Me. Uh, the the idea behind this is is, is man, it just kind of speaking of Big Bang is kind of funny because the, the 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 idea for it just came out of nowhere, <laughs> just like the <laughs> people who subscribe to the Big Bang. It's just like it just uh-huh. came out of nowhere, you know. Uh, but I'm gonna actually wanna read a couple paragraphs of the piece. Yeah. Uh, to, to give folks who haven't read it, ready, give you sort of a context. And then as you have opportunity, go out to the blog site and check it out. But let me just read the first couple of paragraphs here to give you some context. And then I think the rest will, will, will sort of speak for itself. Uh, so I start the, the article this way. According to the website Space.com, in science, the Big Bang Theory is, quote, the leading explanation about how the universe began. At its simplest, it says the universe as we know it started with a small singularity, Mm -hmm. then inflated over the next 13.8 billion years to the cosmos that we know today, unquote. So I go on to say, similar to the scientific view of the origins of the universe, there are those today who have a big bang view of racism. (laughs) Like the reality of the universe itself, they acknowledge the existence of racism, though the definition of racism varies greatly but that its existence is purely the result of uncaused singularities that are mm-hmm. external to the individual displaying such a simply prejudiced disposition. In the last sentence, consequently, racism, with its myriad definitions and interpretations, is spoken of primarily, though not exclusively, as systemic or global with regards to its origins, as opposed to being intrinsic or congenital In nature, Mm. so the 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 thesis of this article here is to focus, or refocus, or reorient people to the reality that, uh, unlike the the Big Bang theory, where these singularities just kind of come together out of nowhere,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: uh, and the fact that many people have that same view about racism, but but that's a wrong view, just like the universe itself. It has an origin and it has a cause. Mm -hmm. Racism has an origin and it has a cause. As I say this in the blog, it did did not form itself out of nothing. Uh, And to the extent that racism is or isn't institutional, systemic, or structural, it only got that way because racism was first individual, Mm. its its origin is within us with respect to the sin nature that we all possess that produces all evil that is that is the root Mm. cause of all evil evil so the concept of big bang racism is sort of a play on words to sort of point out that in the same way millions of people subscribe to the notion that the universe that the reality of the universe as we know it just occurred these these these, as space.com says these singularities just sort of it just kind of came together and you know and 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 over a series of billions of years right and and formed the organized fixed predictable in many ways uh universe and cosmos that we know it Mm. as we know it and people have that same view of racism that the structured organized uh, institutional uh, aspects or components of uh, our society to whatever extent it is a racist society, just kind of that it's the structures themselves that imparted these attitudes upon the individual would actually, it's the opposite that's opposite. That is true. It's the opposite that's true. The, the structural racism begins with individual racism,
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It has a cause, it has an origin, but most of our time, really, you could probably go back to the sixties and I point this out in the blog article that most of our effort, resources, time, money, or whatever actions and strategies and tactics have been directed towards the structures themselves right the institutions that represent these sinful discriminatory attitudes we've been mm-hmm. been been targeting our efforts at the structures at the at the tangible representations as opposed to targeting and deconstructing the origins of the attitudes that gave rise to those institutions and structures. Mm -hmm. And that origin is the heart. That (laughs) origin is the heart. But we're Mm -hmm. totally overlooking that.
0: Absolutely overlooking it. Absolutely. I love what you said here. There's a paragraph I wanted to kind of kind of touch on. You said there there were people Then who convinced that Jesus was an agent of social political change for whom they had been waiting and praying made the eternal mistake of seeing him as their king and not as their Messiah, never realizing that to whatever extent the quote unquote system uh, under which they lived was corrupt or unjust. It was merely a reflection of the innately sinful individuals who compromised the quote unquote system. I mean that 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 really kind of sums it up in a nutshell. This this whole this whole thought process of dealing with the, dealing with in this instance issues of race from a systematic approach, uh, man that that's not even new. I mean the, the social justice warriors who really believe they just got woke, right. and, and, and are now thinking of things in a nuanced way. I mean when we look back in the pages of scripture, their approach is nothing new. Right.
1: They
0: they tried to enforce this with those who were in the day of Jesus were trying to operate under the same manner.
1: Yeah. It's it's like Ecclesiastes says, right, man, there's nothing new under the sun. (laughs) Right. This is what I call treadmill ethics. Uh, and treadmill ethics is, you know, is I work on a, I work out regularly on my treadmill treadmill ethics. is like you, you are on a treadmill. You're putting on all, putting in all this effort, all this work, your display says, yeah, you've done 10 miles, you've done 12 miles, but you're actually running in place. <laughs> you're I right. Like, I where, like that. You're right. Where you started from. Mm-hmm. You have Having advanced one single step beyond that treadmill ramp that you, that you stepped on when your display said mile, mile zero, zero. Uh, So, but that's what treadmill ethics is. We will, we will regurgitate, repeat, resurrect old strategies and tactics to, as, as if they're new ideas to attack an age, ages old problem. Uh, and, And I point this out, Uh, in the article uh, where I say uh, uh, like many who subscribe, I'm quoting from the blog article again, like many who subscribe to the notion that the universe with all its intricate and recondite complexities was formed ex nihilo. That's a Latin phrase means out of nothing was formed out of nothing. Adherents of big bang racism, believe racism to be the result of forces and influences that are external to human nature. In other words, it is the systems and structures themselves that result in people's racist attitudes, and behaviors, as opposed to the other way around, which mm-hmm. is why many today place a higher value on transferring monuments than transforming hearts. You see, mm-hmm. that's exactly to the point you just raised Virgil. Yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, today we have a new generation suggesting that we have uh, a new, um, uh, A new war on poverty. We need to have more conversations about race. We need to uh, make sure we uh, uh, unelect these politicians and then elect these politicians. Uh, So so it's a regurgitation. Again, it's treadmill ethics. You're you're running in place. You're doing the exact same thing over and over again, expecting new results. When again, the point I'm trying to make in the article on Big Bang Racism is that. Your whole theory is wrong, right? Your whole premise is wrong, right? So if your premise is wrong, if your thesis is incorrect, then the uh, the strategy and tactics that you're going to employ to attack the problem are going to be flawed, and then yeah. and you're you're not going to get the results you expected. But but what do we do in our naivete and our uh, you know faulty way of thinking, our sinful way of thinking? We're convinced. And I point this out in the blog article. We're fi- we're convinced that we can fix ourselves.
0: Yeah, yeah. Daryl, let me ask you this though, bro. I, and I'm, I'm, man, I'm totally tracking with you. Let me give you just an alternate point of view, or at least what I think those who hear you, hear us, and have been hearing us for the last, you know, few weeks, as they've kind of checked into the blog. What do you say? What do you say to the person who's who's listening and saying, you know, brother, I hear what you're saying. Man, I hear where you're standing, but man, what 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 is really you know what what is the church doing, and 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 how are they being effective, uh, from a standpoint of seeing you know a social justice, uh, b racism change or turn around. I mean, what what's the church really doing? You know, we we still have the the quote unquote you know the the out the one hour uh, during between eleven o'clock and twelve is most segregated hour of the, you know, of, of the week as blacks go to the black church, whites go to the white church. You know, what, what, man, what, what, would, what do you say to, to the person who raises that as the challenge of of what you're, of what you're saying?
1: Well, you know, at the risk of, uh, you know, uh, sounding, uh, you know, coming across as maybe trying to be difficult, which I'm not, I would respond to that question. You know, what is it that you expect the church to do? Mm. You know, so if mm-hmm. someone's asking me what is the church doing, my response to be would be, what what is it that you expect the church to do? And in follow up, I would also say, you know, I think a proper understanding of the church begins with the proper understanding of the gospel. Mm-hmm. The, Bi- the Bible says that the gospel is the power of God under salvation.
0: It doesn't Amen. say the church. Mm. Wow, bro. We you you need to pause on that one right there. <laughs> That's a nugget, man. And 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 the reality is we we often run past that believing that some large institution has has has, you know, is supposed to be fighting for some social change rather than recognizing that it is the instrument by which gospel proclamation takes place. That it is gospel proclamation and acceptance of that gospel that really changes hearts, man. I love what you said there.
1: Right. And listen, let's understand this. We can read the gospels, right? We can read all four gospels Mm -hmm. and they are consistent in that Christ in preaching the gospel, the gospel was effectual in the lives of thousands of people before the church was ever founded. Mm okay, this is before Acts, Mm -hmm. okay, so the words that Jesus was speaking were being made effectual by the power of God in the lives of people before the church was ever founded, Mm. before Acts chapter two, right, okay, before Acts chapter one for that matter, Mm -hmm. okay, so again, my question would be What is it that you expect the church to do? And so whatever extent the church is successful in doing anything is because God has so empowered the church through its preaching of the gospel that the church makes inroads into effectuating and bringing about a more just and righteous society as the power of the gospel works in individual hearts not the power of the church. So I don't really care how many soup and bread lines the church is, uh put together, how many job fairs, the church holds, uh, how many uh, outreaches to urban communities uh, or how many churches, you know, merge together their predominantly black congregation and their predominantly white congregation so that we can now superficially show you that we are a uh, ethnically blended uh, congregation.
2: <laughs> right.
1: None of that is the power of God. The scriptures clearly say that the gospel is the power. It's the gospel that's the power. Mm. And who empowers the gospel? It is God Himself. Yes. The church doesn't empower the gospel. See, the, the hypothetical you raised is a question that will come up based on a mistaken understanding of mm-hmm. who does what in this whole. A gospel church relationship. Mm. I mean, we we've got the thing inverted. We we think right. this is our gospel, right? No, this is God's gospel. It's all, it always has been, always will be. What is it? Again, the text says the God. Don't don't miss this preposition because this preposition is very important. It says the gospel is the power of God. Dual meaning there. Its origin is God. Mm-hmm. and its ownership is God's.
0: Yeah. I, I mean I I completely agree but but again you you and I both know um that that there'll be those who will again listen to you and I listen to the listen to the podcast and say yeah but you know yeah yeah, yeah but they should be doing this and 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 you know th- that pastor who's got so many I mean we, I I see it as as a churchman as you are as well. Man, you see it all the time. There's all kinds of issues that people believe that it is the responsibility of the quote-unquote church. And by that, they mean uh, you know, a, a local body that the pastor, the senior pastor, has the responsibility to get up to charge the people to go do X, Y, or, or Z uh, in the name of you know, fill in the blank for the, the social ill, the social problem, the, the social inequity that's That's out there, and so I, I think it's important, man, to go back and to begin articulating you know what it what is the power of God the salvation and to identify whether or not we have a a sound ecclesiology man that w- whether or not we have we have our eyes on what the church is designed to do I mean, I even think about it from this standpoint, man a lot of times I mean what you see now. Uh, in evangelicalism, uh, if you can call it that, uh, as people begin to share the gospel, they're not inviting people to Christ. They're not inviting people to to come to a saving knowledge of Christ via gospel proclamation. What they're doing is they're inviting people to come to my church. Right. You know, and the hope that the pastor has a decent message that day and that that message covers gospel proclamation in such a way that the person who made the invitation in the first place doesn't really have to say anything, you know? So, so, so the pastor's done everything and, and he's covered it all top to bottom. And if the person comes to faith in Christ, you know, it, it was the result of them inviting that person to church. Now I, I say they came to Christ in, in spite of uh, yeah. the, 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 <laughs> the, the invitation to church, man, we we've got to invite them to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ by proclaiming the gospel.
1: Yeah, but here's the problem, man. The gospel isn't like instant oatmeal. <laughs> okay. I mean, uh-huh. you 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 hear you invite somebody to your church once once and they hear one sermon. Right. And yet the person who was invited, you know, leaves the church still not believing. Right. And he's gonna blame the church for that. Right. Nah. That's not how it works. You don't just add water. To the gospel, and then say, Well, you know, get saved. You know, you here, here I did. I invited you to church. So I've added the water to the gospel, right? And here you are, waiting to just stir it up a little bit for that oatmeal to come out just right after one visit. Look, here's, <laughs> here's, here's two, here's a couple things wrong with that. Number one, uh, don't ever listen, we should never think, never, ever make the mistake that we are the ones leading anybody to Jesus. Amen. Don't ever make that mistake. Amen. Okay. It is a sovereign God who by his grace is choosing to use you as a tool to carry out his will that in his mind has already come to fruition. Amen. Whether that person is going to believe or not believe. hmm it's God's sovereign will. So don't ever make the mistake that you're doing anything. And yeah. for the person being invited, don't ever th- make the mistake of going to any church to hear from the pastor. Mm. So whatever ever whatever opportunity you have to step into a church by invitation or not, you're there to hear from the Holy Spirit of God. That's mm. who you're there
0: to hear for. From. Amen. Amen. Again,
1: it's God's gospel that's being preached. It's not pastor insert name here. Right, uh, right. Gospel that's being preached. It's right. the gospel of God. Okay. And God has so ordained that to whomever, it's so I in Acts 1348, and all those who were appointed to yes. salvation believe. Yes. So don't blame the church if in your own heart you refuse to believe a gospel. That you've redefined in your own social justice terms because <laughs> it it doesn't bear the social justice fruit that you think is supposed to bear, right again, what does it say, brother Romans 116, mm-hmm. that the gospel is the power of God unto what?
0: Salvation
1: unto salvation.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That means eternal salvation. Mm-hmm. not salvation of this world or this society of this life, Not that eternal salvation of your soul. Yes. That's what the gospel, the power of the gospel is ultimately designed to do. Okay. So again, the question you pose, the hypothetical with respect to, you know, what is the church doing? Right. Well, what do you expect the church to do?
0: Right. Right. We've got it. We've got to ask those questions and, and, and it is, it is incumbent upon us who are leaders, teachers, elders, pastors at church to equip saints for works of ministry, and 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 the primary ministry that we have is one of reconciliation. Right, we've been given the ministry of reconciliation, of reconciling those who are separate from God back to God through Jesus Christ the Son, Indeed. and that's a, that and that's gospel proclamation. The thing about it, man, is is in and in, in reality is I I think the vast majority of us in churches don't believe that to be true. We, 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 and, and you've, you've written about this in, in previous posts on the blog, man, we believe in the gospel plus, you know, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll do the gospel, but there's gotta be something more, you know, it's gotta be something more that, that we do. And, 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 and I, I see it every day, you know, all the time. It, People well-intentioned, man, hearts full of passion about a specific thing that they're burdened about. And and rather than them going and doing, they're coming to, you know, pastor so-and-so or elder so-and-so to get to rally the troops to do something that really they need to go and proclaim the gospel. I I, I was mentioning, uh, you know, about this week, Um, man, I was I was at the jail and uh man I, I was i was you know doing all that i could to be crystal clear uh, about the gospel, yep. about mm-hmm. where, where those mm-hmm. guys are, what their situation yep. is. And, you know, I, I, I didn't, I didn't deal with the, you know, the injustice of the quote unquote justice system. I didn't deal with how many of them were black and how many, you know, what the, what, what the, uh, you know, what, what the statistics are about those who are fatherless and their situation, right. man, I, mm-hmm. I, I basically said to them, man, I, I, I actually told them it was God, God's love for them had placed them mm-hmm. in jail. Mm-hmm. That, that he loved and cared about them mm-hmm. so much that he put them in a place where they could sit down long enough to actually hear the most important message that they will hear for the rest of their life, and that is gospel proclamation. Right. Right. I mean that that's that's that issue. That's that's and and again, you know, you 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 hate to keep beating up a a particular text of scripture, but 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 the it is the gospel that is the power of God unto salvation.
1: And man, that's I love hearing you talk about, man, your interaction with the brothers uh, at the jail, mm. uh, because that's that's where Christ would be. Absolutely. That's where Christ would be. And uh, what everywhere Christ went, what did he do? The, there was never an act of mercy or grace that Jesus performed where he, it wasn't also either accompanied by or followed after the preaching of the gospel. Mm, mm -hmm. Everywhere Jesus went, he preached the gospel. Mm -hmm. Here's the cool thing. All right. Talking about jail, right? John the Mm -hmm. Baptist is in prison, right? He is probably hours away from being beheaded Mm
2: -hmm.
1: unbeknownst to him. Okay. Mm -hmm. What does he ask? What does he ask his disciples to go? Just as John the Baptist, John the Baptist had disciples as well, folks. So just in case anybody (laughs) wants to email me or whatever, so John the Baptist sends some of his disciples back to ask Jesus,
0: mm-hmm. are you the one? Are you the one, or should we look for another? Or we should, should we,
1: Are you the expected one, or should we look for another? Mm-hmm. Now, here's the interesting thing, and I pointed this out in another blog article, which, uh, title, the title which, of which escapes me right now. But isn't it interesting that Jesus, who could have, who could have just thought, john free john the baptist free out of jail (laughs) and he would have been freed out of jail Mm -hmm. but no he left john the baptist in jail to suffer his fate but he sent back his answer to his question now the reason i point that out is that's just one example of how uh a a a contemporary social justice suffrage (laughs) <laughs> uh, black liberation view of the gospel right. is misconstrued, Right. One could easily ask the question, you know, if I'm a social justice advocate, I would expect, I would have expected Jesus to have petitioned to have John released from jail because right. John the Baptist was unjustly jailed. Right. He, he was absolutely, John the Baptist was absolutely correct in pointing out the sin of, uh,
0: uh, Herod, yep.
1: Herod and his wife, Herodias, his brother's yep. wife. Yep. He was absolutely correct and just and righteous in doing that. That's John seven twenty four. Mm-hmm. Do not judge based on appearance, but judge with righteous judgment. Mm-hmm. Uh, so John the Baptist was unjustly jailed, unjustly tried, unjustly wow.
0: sentenced. Yeah.
1: Uh, so while we're talking about injustice, that's the prime opportunity for Jesus to do the, the just thing. That right. petition, protest that John be released from jail. Right. But he didn't do that, did that's he? That's not what he did. That's not what he did. Mm-mm. Because that's not why Jesus came. Jesus didn't come to, uh, shall we say, make this world right. Right. He didn't come for that. He came to offer salvation to a world of sinners who didn't deserve it
0: Mm -hmm. and who still don't deserve it. Amen. 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 Absolutely. Absolutely. Man, I, I, I'm, I'm curious. I know our time is waning, man. And, and, I, and I want to get, there's a couple other issues, man, that I want to get in here and kind of ask, because I know that the, the last um, last podcast that went out, man, it was, it was kind of really picking up some traction uh, in the, in the blogosphere and in the, in the, the social media space, man. Kind of wanted to hear your heart on the feedback, kind of directionally what what folks are saying to you and and, and that kind of thing. And 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 uh, what 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 are your thoughts, man? As we as we, uh, I, you know, I don't I don't even know what what number episode we're on, man. I don't know if it's yeah, five this is number, this or, is number
1: six, man. This okay,
0: is okay, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. So what what are you? Right? What, they're,
1: what, they're flying they're, by, aren't they?
0: yeah, they're flying by, man. They are really, they really are flying by. So what what kind of what kind of thing are you getting, man? What are you what are you hearing? What are folks saying to you? Well, I will
1: say this and uh you know, I want to give all glory and honor to the Lord because man, this blog piece on uh big bang racism, man, I mean, it is really getting some serious traction on social Praise media. Praise God. Praise uh, God. Uh getting some very very uh positive feedback from uh Christians and non-Christians alike, to be honest with you. Uh uh so uh you know, again, I I just want to reflect the uh uh honor and, and, and praise back to the Lord. I'm just very humble by the uh, response from this, man. This was such a burden on me to write this, that I wrote this uh, while on my lunch break at work uh, Wow, last week, <laughs> wow. Uh, one day. I took about an hour and uh, hammered it out because the Lord had just given me the words to say. Mm. And this one didn't take me that long to write at all, but other websites have picked it up uh, and God. published it, republished it. And uh, so I'm just really thankful for that. Uh, in that regard, so um, you know, may the Lord just continue to bless you know, you know, through us, the, the, the podcast, verse, mm-hmm. the, the blog, mm-hmm. and um, and man, as we wrap up here, I, I know you usually give me a couple seconds to say a couple things before absolutely. we absolutely, uh, absolutely, before we wrap up here. But man, that question, that hypothetical you raised, man, was such a good one, and mm-hmm. it's bearing on me right now, man, as we close out this uh, good. episode. Good. So if a brother yeah. says to me. Anyone comes to me and says, "Okay well, what is the church doing um mm-hmm. uh, you know right before we got online here to man to record I was looking at uh acts chapter two verses thirty six through uh thirty nine mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. this is where uh this is where uh, uh Peter is preaching his uh pentecost service yep and uh a- again for those who may be asking that same question that Virgil posed in his uh hypothetical, um, you know, mm-hmm. what? what is the church called to do? I think these three verses kind of yep. sum it up. So yep. in Acts 2.36-39, a reading from the NESB translation, verse 36 says, Therefore let all the house of Israel know for certain that God has made him both Lord and Christ, that is Jesus, this mm-hmm. Jesus whom you crucified. Mm-hmm. Now when they heard this, they were pierced to the heart. And what we were talking about earlier, Virgil, about the gospel being the power of God, right? Amen, yeah. Now, when they had heard this, they were pierced to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, brethren, what shall we do? Peter said to them, repent, and each of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Verse 39, for the promise is for you and your children and for all who are far off as many as the Lord our God will call to himself. And I'm going to go ahead and end verse 40. And with many other words, he solemnly testified and kept on exhorting them saying, now here's the kicker. He kept on exhorting them saying, be saved from this perverse generation. Mm-hmm. Right? So if anybody's asking me, what is the church doing? That ought to be what the church is doing right there. Amen. Is calling sinners to be saved
0: from this perverse generation. Amen. Amen. Absolutely, man. I, I love it. I know your your heartbeat, and we've talked about it a number of different times, man. Is that we, that we, that that somebody, whoever's listening to this podcast, that they're experiencing gospel proclamation from start to finish, man. And and uh, man, I, I'm I'm appreciative, man, that you, that you're leading the charge with regard to that man in, in that direction that we continue, uh, to, to make the gospel primary, uh, Amen, and, and, and that, and that we make sure that, that people are aware that true change, uh, only happens with a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, man. So totally. that, you know, if they're, if they're hearing this and, and, and for the first time, Hey, who are these guys? And, you know, this just thinking thing and, and who is this brother Daryl and what's going on? And, uh man all all they need to know is 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 what what you know what you shared man is that we we definitely need to turn to Christ and live and uh you know that's that's the that's the message of the gospel man i i absolutely love it i'm i'm proud to be the wingman on this man proud to kind of tee up some things for for you to swing at and and get the word out get the message out man all glory to to god on this but man i i just i'm i'm really proud of the content here man that's that's been the feedback man that i've been getting it's just nothing but real positive stuff folks are saying man i hadn't heard it said that way i i i, I thought those thoughts and haven't heard it kind of articulated from mm-hmm. a biblical yeah. perspective yeah. uh in in that way and, and and so man i appreciate you know you and and you know brother verge what, what you do and, and man daryl he's just a, he's a monster i tell him all the time man they gotta listen in man and and uh and, and check it out it's some it's some really good stuff so man again another another episode man we'll tee up and, and let folks know. Um, Man, it's all about the gospel. All about the Lord, man. All about the gospel, man. man. Absolutely, Absolutely, man. man. Any last last thoughts, man, before we bounce out of here?
1: Nah, man. I think I'm good, man. Just want to say to all the listeners, man, we really thank you guys for listening. You know, this is a brand new uh, venture uh, for us. Virgil's an old pro at this stuff. Uh, I'm I'm the rookie, man. So uh, we we appreciate so much you guys listening. Check out the blog, JustThinking.me. You can leave me some feedback there. Uh, If you like, you can shoot me an email by clicking on my email on on my contact uh, page and uh, get in touch with me. Love to hear from you and hear your thoughts uh, on on some of the content that I'm putting out. But uh, we love you guys for taking time to listen. We really, really appreciate it. Absolutely.
0: Thanks for listening in and check us out next week. Take care. God bless.
1: Thank you for tuning in to Just Thinking, a podcast brought to you by The Bar Podcast Network. You can find all of Just Thinking episodes at
0: www.thebarpodcast.com. Tune in next week to another edition of Just Thinking. And remember, let's think.